Welcome to the Life at Full Blast podcast. I am so excited you're here and ready for your most extraordinary life. I used to escape all the mental turmoil and the spinning by seeking solutions outside of myself. I have lived through that chaos and I see you. I see you fighting and struggling. This is the place to be to find your direction so that you can decide what's next. It's time to stop making your outside circumstances the reason that you can't have what you want. You're in the driver's seat. This is the place to learn what direction to go. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Life at Full Blast podcast. So excited you're here. And this week's episode is all about awakening to our divinity. Now that word divinity can be a little bit strange for some. I get it. When I first heard that word, I was completely turned off by it. I am scientific. I am logical. I want to understand the facts. Don't give me any of that woo-woo stuff. And here's where I want to invite a new definition of the word divinity. Divinity is nothing but our ability to transcend our perceived human limitations. Let me say that again. The ability to transcend our perceived human limitations. All it means is that when we recognize our divinity, we recognize that we have limitless possibilities. We just need to open up our mind to other perceptions. That's it. So we are awakening to that. So in this week's episode, I want to break down a little bit what I do on the show so you understand why there are breaks halfway through the show. So as a master quantum numerologist, I am always looking at the numerological influences in the time ahead. I am looking at what we're experiencing collectively so that messages can flow through with ease. Now, it doesn't matter if you're listening to it at the time of the recording or three weeks later or a year later, there will still be messages that resonate that are for you. If you have been drawn to this episode, you are here for a reason, so keep on listening. I do break it up, though, with the numerological influences at the time of the recording. And so you will notice throughout the episode that there are pauses. So if you are listening to it during the week of February 6th to 12th, 2023, here's a couple of ways you can play with the show. You can, number one, listen to the whole episode in totality and enjoy. Number two, you can do that and come back every day and listen to each segment separately. They're short little segments, seven minutes-ish each, and you can come back and every morning just listen in and feel into the energy that I'm speaking of for that day. That can be a really fun way to leverage the information in this week's episode and every episode as we move forward. And without further ado, we're going to dive right in. I'll see you in the show. Can you feel the truth of who you are? When you close your eyes and you just take a moment in silence, can you feel that there is something more than just this body that you are in? Most of us can feel that. And if you can't feel that, that's okay too. I remember before I came to this work, before I came to being a coach in this divine timing cycle and quantum numerology, 
I was, I was born a farm girl. I was born to a mechanical engineer, somebody who was very math-based, very scientific, very logical. And I grew up looking for evidence. Prove to me that it's correct. Prove to me that there is evidence of this being true. And then maybe I'll believe it. And that worked for me for some time, I suppose. There was a lot of evidence in the material world of my beliefs and things like that. But when I came to this work, I had never meditated. I had studied religion. So I had read the Bible front to back. I'd read the Quran front to back. You name the spiritual study. I had read the book. So intellectually, I understood a lot of it and I knew a lot of the methodologies but I had not experienced the methodologies. I had not experienced spirituality, except when I was younger, I had some channeling experiences when I was younger, but I shut that all down when my dad passed away suddenly at the age of 16. And so I come to this work and I'm working with my mentor and she says to me, you know, if you meditated, you'd make more money. And I said, wait, what now? I was born from a, you know, that work ethic. The more you work, the harder you work, the more you hustle, the more money you will make. And she's telling me to stop working so hard and stop hustling and I'll make more money. And that didn't make any sense to me. But what I had been doing wasn't working. I can tell you for sure that adrenal fatigue had struck me hard. My relationships were falling apart. I was burning the candle at both ends. And that hustle mentality was not working for me. So I made a decision, you know, what else do I have to lose here? Let's give it a try. And I started meditating. And in that practice, along with a lot of other modalities, as I moved through a lot of my healing and came to where I am today, really brought in that awareness that there is more to this world than meets the eye, that there is more to me than this body, my labels, my social media presence, my bank account, the things in the material world. There's so much more to me and to you. We are divine beings. What do I mean by that? Divine is our ability to transcend our human conditions, these material conditions that we believe to be true. I have a cough right now. That is a material condition. And yet I know that there is a voice inside of me that wants to shout out loud and share this message with you. And so I have the ability to tap into my divinity and recognize that I can transcend this cough and continue to speak and share my message. It's that simple. So when we have a limitation, a believed, a perceived limitation, I don't have enough money for that. I can't afford that. I'm not good enough for that. I'm not pretty enough for that, et cetera, et cetera. I'm too old for that. I hear that one a lot. We only need to come back to our divinity, to the awareness that we are so much more. And how do you do that? It's as simple as closing your eyes and shutting out the noise for a moment. And by shutting out the noise, I don't mean turning your brain off. A lot of meditation says it's about calming the mind and quieting the mind. Well, my mind is busy all the time. And that's okay. I love my mind. I let it be busy. It's about shutting out the external noise, 
the noise of you should be doing that, you should be doing this, you need to get up caught up on that, you got to cook dinner, there's laundry to do, you got to post that social media post, then you got to reach out to so and so and blah, 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 blah. It's about taking a moment to breathe. And when you do that, and you close your eyes, and you put your hand on your heart, and you breathe, you can feel a movement. You can feel that you are not just this physical meat suit that you live in. You can feel the energy moving in your body. And that is how you remember the truth of who you are. You simply start there. That is your essence. And the more you feel that, the more you remember the truth of who you are, the more you remember your divinity. Our world, our collective world is waking up to this truth now. We are witnessing this occur in the entropy of the old world. We are seeing more and more humans come home to themselves in this understanding of their essence, of knowing that we are so much more than this material world. We are so much more than what meets the eye. We are energy. We are seeing the shift in the world. That shift is not always gentle and that shift is a little bumpy and that's okay. As we awaken, things will balance out. Things will come into harmony and we just continue to evolve and grow and awaken a little bit more every day to our own divinity, our own limitlessness, our own ability to transcend our conditions. You are divine. I invite you to feel that just for a moment every single day. What does freedom feel like to you? This is usually one of the number one things that my clients say they want when they come to work with me. Now, one question I ask, what do you want? And I usually get freedom. So if this resonates with you, I want to share a little story. I used to think that freedom meant freedom, adventure, play, money, the ability to do what I want when I want. And yes, that is true to an extent, but I'm going to invite in a deeper understanding of what freedom truly is. Freedom is about being the authority of your own life. It's not about just doing whatever you want, when, whatever you want, whenever you want at the whim of your ego and going about your life and willy nilly and you're not dedicated and devoted or disciplined in anything. True freedom comes when you are in self-leadership, when you are truly the master over your own experience, not controlling your experience, but truly the master so we have recently moved through a global pandemic. That pandemic showed a lot of people what freedom really was. So many humans were commuting for hours in traffic, caught up in a job they didn't love, uh, addicted to or caught up or trapped within their calendar and obligations and I got to do this and that and all these things. And there wasn't a lot of freedom. And as we moved through the pandemic, we started to lose more and more of our freedom. 
right? We started to lose the ability to go out in public. We couldn't go to restaurants. We were required to vaccinate. We were required to do certain things in order to do this together for everyone. Now, I'm not getting into a political conversation here in any way. Whatever your beliefs were or are around what's happening with that pandemic, you do you, boo. Absolutely. The freedom in that comes from recognizing that nobody can take your freedom away from you in the material experience. You can feel free in an instant, even when you are being dictated by outside experiences, outside circumstances. You can feel free behind the mask. You can feel free when you can't go certain places. You can feel free in an instant. And that's what true freedom is. It's the ability to understand how to tap into that freedom. Nelson Mandela spent years in prison, and yet he was the epitome of freedom because he knew how to activate freedom in the cells of his body. He knew this is our superpower as human beings is the ability to activate certain frequencies within our experience that allows us to feel and experience whatever we want, whenever we want. We don't have to actually be doing the thing in the material world. Now, if this seems a little out there, a little confusing, all I suggest is go watch some Nassim Haramine or some Greg Braden or some Joe Dispenza and you will see the science. We live in a holographic quantum universe where we have access to energy. Everything is energy. We've heard that a gazillion times, right? And when you hear that, do you just kind of go ah, and give it lip service? Or do you really truly feel into what that might mean? If everything is energy and energy cannot be created nor destroyed, then I can tap into any energetic frequency I desire at any given moment based on my consciousness. And I can choose to experience any frequency whenever I want. Whatever I want, whenever I want. That's true freedom. So we witnessed some people during the pandemic unlock this for themselves. Where people were at home, they were taking care of themselves. <clears throat> They were coming into their own freedom and understanding what that meant, that they didn't need to be going out to restaurants and doing things. And we learned the freedom of the conveniences that were created with delivery right to our door. And there's a lot of things that occurred. But true freedom has nothing to do with the material world. Freedom does not mean the ability to get on an airplane and travel to a foreign country. Freedom is the ability to imagine getting on an airplane and traveling to a foreign country. Freedom is the ability to feel that experience without actually having to do it. Now, that doesn't mean don't go play in the material world. That is not what I am saying. I'm saying true freedom is born from within. When you understand your divinity, you begin to understand that you are free to play here in the material world, that you are not defined by your outside experience, your outside limitations, because your divinity allows you to transcend those perceptions.
right? So as we become more conscious, as we awaken more and more to that divinity, that ability to transcend, we can play with our consciousness, with our mind, to bring our focus to what else could be possible. And we can feel and experience something before we ever do it in the material world. Just invite that perspective in. You don't need to understand it. You don't need to have it figured out. This is a science that is relatively new in the mainstream. And it is unfolding and we are awakening to it. And so the first step of divine timing is awareness. Be aware. Be aware of your divinity. There is nothing you need to do beyond that other than explore it with curiosity an open mind, and childlike wonder. So I got these intuitive nudges, and I got my next step. Now what? How, Cindy? How? The number one question that I get, what do I do with these intuitive nudges? I've had these nudges. I've got these ideas. The information is flowing through. I know my vision. I know what I want to do and how, and then how, how do I do it? And I want to invite in the invitation that you are only required to know a limited amount of the how. If you knew all of the hows to get to your dream, you would already have what you want. So let's just take a step back out of the overwhelm of trying to figure out all the moving pieces. I, I get it. I come from a project management background where we had the end project and you reverse engineer it step by step by step by step by step by step all the way to the beginning. And then you create a to-do list of 152 million things to do. And then you get to work and you get it done, right? And that leaves zero room for possibility. It leaves no room for the universe to co-create with you and to work on your behalf. So I used to do that as a farm girl, you know, I grew up learning how to do that. And then project management, I learned how to do that. And so when I started my business, that's what I did. And it was so hard and I was so overwhelmed and I couldn't figure out how I was ever going to get to the end of that list. Here's a trick, a little tip. You're never going to get to the end of that list because by the time you've checked one thing off the list, there's 30 more added to the bottom of it. It is a never ending beast. So what do I do? But how, Cindy, how? It's your job to have a limited amount of the how. So as you are taking a moment to take a breath in the morning, as you're tapping into your intention, your desire, what it is you want to experience today, moving forward for the next days, <clears throat> you ask your intuition, you ask the higher self, the universe, God, your guides, whatever label you'd like to give that, you simply ask, what's my next step? And whatever that step is, you listen and you take action on that because that is your how, even if it doesn't make sense. Because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's like, go take a nap and you're like, but there's 52 million things to do. Trust the nudge because that is your next step and that is your number one how to get to the vision and the intention that you have set for yourself. So here's what happens though, is we go and say, for example, your next how is to just write. All you hear is write. 
And so you go sit down and you go to write and you start writing and all of a sudden your brain kicks in. Here's what's going to happen now. And the ego starts to take over and wants to control all of the, wants to control the outcome. So you're writing and then the brain says, well, this should be a social media post. And instantly you lose your connection slightly. You forget about your connection. You never lose it. You forget about your connection to source, God, universe, label, whatever whatever you want to give that. And in doing so, you've then taken over control as if you're telling the universe, this is how we're going to do it now. I don't need you anymore. And all of a sudden, you've got back into the overwhelm and the to-do list. Because the universe didn't say, go post to social media. Your intuition didn't say, write a blog post. Your intuition said, write. Didn't say what to write. Didn't say that it needed to become something. Just said, write. So you sit down and you get yourself ready to write. And here's what's next. You tap in and you ask again, what's my next step? And the universe says, pen to paper. And the universe guides whatever you're writing. And you hear that little voice come in and you say, shh, I'm doing my next. All is well. And you continue to listen. And when you feel the pen slowing down on the paper, then you tap back in again. And you say, what's next? And then the universe says, that's going to Facebook or that's going here or that's going there or keep this to yourself. And whatever that next is, is your next how. Now, I realize that there are some technology hows. And if you want to know that, just reach out to me. There are some specific technology hows. And perhaps your next, when you're listening to those intuitive nudges, when you get that, okay, post it here and you go, but I don't know how to do that. Then you ask again. You continue to come back within. You continue to come back to your essence and your higher self. And you say, okay, I don't know the steps to create that, to post that, to do that thing. I don't know how to create a blog post on my website, whatever that is. What would be my next step in getting that sorted out? How, who could I reach out to, to help me? And then the universe will point you to the person that you need or the video that you need or the technology that you need. You will always be guided to your next how. It is not your job to control it. It's not your job to take over from the universe. Okay, I got this now. Bye, you can take a break. The universe is never taking a break. The universe is part of you. You are part of the universe. You are in constant co-creation. So when your ego, this little monkey mind up here tries to take over and is trying to force and make things hard and complicated, all you need to do is take a step back and go, whoa, hang on a second. Close your eyes, hand on your heart, take a deep breath, connect back in. What's my next step? And when you do that, you'll get a, huh, I forgot to eat today. I should go eat. Huh, I forgot to make that phone call. I need to make that phone call. Huh, I haven't moved my body in like six hours because I've been sitting here trying to control things. 
I'm going to go move my body now. That is how you co-create with the universe. Allowing yourself to pivot and flow and be devoted to the higher wisdom rather than letting your ego take over and try to run the show. Believe me, I've tried. doesn't work. Don't do what I've done. It results in nothing but burnout and adrenal fatigue. Flow is so much easier. You will hear me say this time and time again. Complication is not the way of the universe. So if it feels complicated, take a step back, check back in, come back to your higher self and ask, what's my next step? Are you creating what you love? I want to talk about creation just for a minute, because oftentimes we think creativity is, you know, painting, drawing, writing, dancing. It's got to be something tangible in the material experience. And there's another higher perspective to what creation actually is. When we look at the science of how this reality operates, of how this reality works, we can see that through our thoughts that we choose to give meaning to and our emotional state that we choose, we create our reality. Now, if we are thinking thoughts that are negative, doubtful, insecure, I'm not good enough, and then we are feeling the shame and the blame and all of those feeling states, and we're choosing that experience, then we go out into the world and the world reflects that back to us. We are creating that reality. Same thing on the other side. If we are thinking thoughts of abundance, bliss, joy, happiness, love, connection, community. If we're doing that and we are feeling those feelings of connection, of belonging, of love, then we go out into the world and the world reflects that back. We are creating that reality. So as we go through our reality, we know that everything is energy. We've heard this beat into our minds over and over and over again, but are you really truly embodying it and are you aware of it if everything is energy then that means that this whatever device you're listening to or watching this podcast on is energy that the hand that is holding the device is energy that everything around you is energy that your body is energy and that thoughts are energy that feelings are energy and energy is neither created nor destroyed. It is only transmuted. So what is creation? Creation is the trans transmutation of energy from one to another. That's it. So when we are focused on creating, are you creating what you love? What are you devoted to? Are you focused and fueling the fire of doubt, fear, insecurity, negativity? I don't think I can do this. I'm not worthy. Are you pouring fuel on that fire and creating a reality that's reflecting that back to you? Or are you pouring fuel on the fire of I am worthy, I am valuable, I am amazing, I am a fucking rock star, I can do this. 
And I don't mean positive affirmations until you're blue in the face. If you can't feel it, you're not going to be creating. It is your info feeling state. It is your thoughts and your feelings. So you can tell yourself over and over and over again, I'm worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy. But if you haven't dealt with the underlying emotion around that, then you're not going to be creating your reality in the way that you desire. You will be creating your reality. You're just not going to see the results that you want. This is the thing that they missed in the secret. The law of attraction, yes. And there are so many other laws that we need to look at here. So we need to bring our thoughts Okay, I am going to choose the thought that I am worthy. I am going to create value in my experience. I am going to see and create value, valuable experience in my life. Okay, we can tell ourselves that over and over and over and over again. And then you've got this money story where there's like, maybe you went bankrupt at some point in your experience. And then there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of guilt about that. But I don't want to feel that because I got to think positive, right? You're going to have mixed results because your thoughts are not enough to get you there. You got to feel your feelings. So, so, so important. The moment that I actually went and looked at those feelings, the feelings of shame and guilt and unworthiness, and I allowed myself space to acknowledge those feelings and to look them straight in the eye and to cry and to let it out was the moment that everything changed for me. We have been programmed by society to shove it down, numb it, dumb it, drug it, alcohol it, Netflix it, pill it, feed it, whatever. Shove it under that carpet and pretend it doesn't exist because it's not okay for you to show what you're feeling. It's not okay for you to wear your heart on your sleeve. And I call bullshit to that. The human experience is about energy. Energy in motion. Emotion. See what I did there? The energy that moves through your body, it doesn't mean if you're experiencing a moment of sadness, doesn't mean that you are, are sad. You are not your feelings. You're experiencing energy moving through your body. That's it. And so when we judge it or pretend it doesn't exist or try to shove it down so that it's not there, then we hold it in our body and we begin to create a reality that reflects that back. But as these emotions are flowing through us and we recognize it, we see it, we go, ah, I am experiencing a moment of sadness. And you acknowledge it without judgment, without criticism. You just, yeah, I'm experiencing a moment of sadness. That sadness just moves right through as energy moves right through and it moves on. And when you're creating and when you're being a conscious creator, you feel that energy come in of sadness and you go, ooh, I am experiencing sadness. What can I do with this energy? And you can pour fuel on it to transmute the energy into something else. Creative expression, dance. I mean, how many of our amazing artists out in the world transmute their misery, their sadness, their depression into beautiful works of art? Just an example. We can transmute our worry, our doubt, our insecurity into something else. Always. 
That's our superpower as human beings. We are creators and we are designed to transmute energy. That's what creation really means. So we are in a reality where each of us has different perceptions and we see the world differently based on what we're thinking and what we're feeling and what we're choosing. And so in that, recognizing if we're making it up all, making it all up anyways, we may as well make it really fucking good. So consider that the next time you experience an emotion, recognize it, acknowledge it. Don't claim it as you. Allow it to move through you and transmute back into the universe to become something else. How do I trust my intuition more? How do I trust those intuitive nudges that I get? How do I know that it's real? Am I making it all up? These are questions that I get a lot from my clients. And the invitation here is maybe you're making it all up. Aren't we making it all up anyway? If we're creating our own reality, we don't know what's real and what's not. We have no way of proving anything is real. And so would you rather be right or would you rather be open and curious to what's possible? So again, I bring us back to this conversation of divinity, recognizing that divinity is the ability to transcend perceived human limitations. So we have perceptions. This is how the human mind works. We go out into the world, we believe something to be true, and the world reflects that back to us. So if we believe that we are amazing, we go out into the world and all the humans reflect our amazingness back to us. And we believe it to be true. We're getting the feedback that this is true. If we believe that we're broke and we suck and we go out into the world with these thoughts and these beliefs, these perceptions... We go out into the world and guess what? The world reflects it back to us, thus proving that we are right. We are continuously proving to ourselves over and over and over again that our perceptions are right. And it's bullshit because nothing can be proven. Try to prove the details of a car accident. Try to prove to me that your experience is exactly the same as mine or as anyone else's. We cannot do it. And that's the beauty of the human existence is that we all have different perceptions and different beliefs. Imagine if we all had the same beliefs and the same perceptions, life would be really boring. Here's the catch. In order to really tap in and to trust that intuition, we need to start listening. Not only do we need to listen to other people and the perceptions that they have and be open and curious about it. But we also need to start listening to our higher self and being open and curious about it. That's how we begin to trust. We don't trust by one day just waking up and being like, okay, today's the day I trust now. That's not how it works. We build trust muscle, just like going to the gym. It takes time. It takes devotion. It takes practice. And we continue to do it day after day after day. And then one day you're like, hmm, I do trust myself. I do trust those nudges. 
but it requires devotion. It requires the intention of trusting more and being willing to open yourself up to other possibilities and other perceptions. And so we go about this material experience that we're having and there's to-do lists and there's stuff that needs to get done and there's food that needs to be prepped and laundry that needs to be done and emails and social media posts and clients to work with and all of the things that happen, which belong to. And you're so busy that then you go and you went at the end of the day, you have a shower. Have you ever had these moments when you have a shower at the end of the day and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, what a brilliant idea. You have some of your best moments in the shower or when you're out walking the dog or 3 a.m. You wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, that's brilliant. Why couldn't I have gotten that at 9 a.m. so that I could sleep through the rest of the night? It's because we're so busy doing the things in the material world that we have not created space to listen. Not only must we listen to each other, we must also listen to ourselves and create space for that conversation so that you can get a good night's sleep, so that the universe isn't waking you up in your dreams with this intuitive nudge and you think, oh, that's just crazy or that was just a dream. Our conversation with our intuition is just that. It is a conversation. It is a two-way street. It is a common thing that we go to God when we have a problem, when we have a challenge, and we start asking for help. But what if we were to have that conversation every day, multiple times a day? What if we were to just slow down and take a breath throughout the day and just check in? Instead of only going to God or the universe or source or your guides, when you need help with something, go to the universe or your guides, labels, just go and have the conversation. Hey, I'm so glad to connect with you. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. I am grateful for this connection. Is there anything that I need to know in this moment? And then you listen. And whatever answer you get, you trust that. You take action on it. You trust it 1% more, just 1% more every time. And you build the muscle. And what happens is you get the nudge and you're like, okay, I'm a little scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to trust it. And so you go and you take a little action. And then you receive some feedback and you're like, huh, hey, that actually worked. That was pretty good. Okay, I'm going to do it again. So you go, oh, okay, it's pretty scary, but I'm going to trust it was 1% more today, just 1% more. And you go take action and then you get some more feedback and you're like, huh, this shit actually works. I'm going to do it again and 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 again. And pretty soon you're doing it all the time. But you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start with slowing down. You gotta start with listening. Listening to you first and foremost, and then listening to the world around you and the feedback that you're receiving. Doesn't mean whatever feedback you're receiving doesn't mean that anything's right or wrong, good or bad. It's only feedback. And so you listen to the feedback. 
And then you go, okay, how can I pivot? Where can I move? And you continue to speak to your higher self and your higher self will always guide you where you need to go. It requires a little bit of faith. It requires a little bit of devotion. It requires a little bit of willingness and it requires a hell of a lot of childlike wonder and curiosity. And that is a game I choose to play. Do you? How do I bridge this gap between the spiritual and the material experience? I'm either super spiritual and out here and I'm in the ether all the time and meditating and it feels like I'm never grounded or I'm super material focused and you're telling me about this divinity thing and I don't know, this material world seems pretty real to me, Cindy. Where's the bridge? This is the invitation. We want to remember that if everything is energy, then we are connected to everything at all times. The spiritual realm is not this place out there that's fictional, that there's this weird man living in the clouds. It is not a place where it's just where we go to. Our spiritual experience, whatever label you want to give that, our divinity is experienced right here, right now in both realms our divinity is experienced on this planet in the material world it is when we begin to make the material world more important than our divinity that we have a problem it's when we start to look outside of ourselves and go that car makes me wealthy that house that i bought makes me feel wealthy that job that I have makes me feel secure. The money in my bank account makes me feel like I'm financially stable. The material world is not stable. There is nothing in the material world that is stable. Everything is moving. Everything is in motion. Everything is energy. Everything is vibrating at a certain frequency, including you. So are you vibrating at a frequency that everything is outside of you, the world is happening to you, and I'm looking at all of my bank account and my car and my house and my mortgage and my payments and, oh my God, and you feel, you can feel it in your body. I'm feeling it right now as I'm sharing this. The body, the frequency of the body starts to slow down. The vibration of the body, you can feel it if you are paying attention. And all you need to do is close your eyes and pay attention. It's that easy. This is not rocket science. It's just the mind trying to keep you safe. Nope, don't want to go there. Don't want to go there. And that's okay. We just invite in curiosity. When you are understanding that there is nothing outside of you that is more important than your own divinity, that you are open, you are curious, you are willing to choose the higher frequency, that you are willing to walk the both the seen and the unseen world, that you are willing to play in the unseen and the seen, that both are in the same place at the same time, that not one or the other is separate. That's when you start to see your material world come into resonance with what's happening in your frequency. As I was speaking, my whole body just started lighting up. 
as we can feel it, as we're choosing to feel wealth, you can feel it flowing through your veins. If you choose to feel love, you can feel it flowing through your veins. You choose to feel belonging, community. You can feel it. And when you feel that and you activate that within your veins, the material world starts to move in response to that because everything is energy. And it starts to readjust in the material experience to match your frequency, not the other way around. When we're focused on the material, you will begin to match the frequency of the material world, thus lowering your vibration and creating mismatched results. The focus is here first at your own frequency, choosing the frequency in your body of wealth, community, connection, belonging, whatever it is that you want to experience, love. Choose to feel that right here, right now. All you need to do is close your eyes and place your hand on your heart and choose it. And pause and feel it accept it. You do that long enough, often enough, your material world will begin to pivot and adjust in response to it. Now, this is not easy. It is simple, but it's not easy. I am aware. It is a practice. It is something that is easier done when working with a coach. It is absolutely something that I teach my clients how to do. And it is something that you can do on your own, but why wait for long-term results when you can have results quickly? So if you are inspired, if you are any of this message is resonating with you, I invite you to reach out, connect with me, find me on my website, fullblastcoaching.com and see what else could be possible. Can you see your divinity? Can you feel your divinity. Do you believe it's possible to transcend your limitations, knowing that you are an infinite being capable of having, doing, and being anything you want for your extraordinary life? Thank you for catching another episode of the Life at Full Blast podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here, that you are part of this community. And if it resonates with you, please review, subscribe, share anything that you do to move this podcast out into the world to support humanity helps. And if you are ready to choose that most extraordinary life, visit my website, cindyvanonham.com. But above all else, no matter what you choose to do, remember, I love you. I believe in you and I see your power. See you next week.